Section 72 of Commentary on the Epistles of Paul the Apostle to the Corinthians, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Commentary on the Epistles of Paul the Apostle to the Corinthians, Volume 1, by John Calvin. Translated by Rev. John Pringle. 1 Corinthians chapter 16 verses 1 to 7 Now concerning the collection for the saints, as I have given order to the churches of Galatia, even so do ye. Upon the first day of the week let every one of you lay by him in store, as God hath prospered him, that there be no gatherings when I come. And when I come, whomsoever ye shall approve by your letters, them will I send to bring your liberality unto Jerusalem. And if it be meet that I go also, they shall go with me. Now I will come unto you when I shall pass through Macedonia, for I do pass through Macedonia. And it may be that I will abide, yea, and winter with you, that ye may bring me on my journey whithersoever I go. For I will not see you now by the way, but I trust to tarry a while with you, if the Lord permit. 1. But concerning the collection. Luke relates, Acts 11.28, that the prediction of Agabus, foretelling that there would be a famine under Claudius Caesar, gave occasion for alms being collected by the saints, with the view of affording help to the brethren in Jerusalem. For though the prophet had foretold that this calamity would be generally prevalent almost throughout the world, yet as they were more heavily oppressed with penury at Jerusalem, and as all the Gentile churches were bound, if they would not be held guilty of very great ingratitude, to afford aid to that place from which they had received the gospel, every one consequently, forgetful of self, resolved to afford relief to Jerusalem that the pressure of want was felt heavily at Jerusalem, appears from the Epistle to the Galatians, 2 verse 10, where Paul relates that he had been charged by the Apostles to stir up the Gentiles to afford help. Now the Apostles would never have given such a charge had they not been constrained by necessity. Farther, this passage is an evidence of the truth of what Paul states there also that he had been careful to exhort the Gentiles to afford help in such a case of necessity. Now, however, he prescribes the method of relief, and that the Corinthians may accede to it the more readily, he mentions that he had already prescribed it to the churches of Galatia, for they would necessarily be the more influenced by example, as we are wont to feel a natural backwardness to anything that is not ordinarily practiced. Now follows the method by which he designed to cut off all hindrances and impediments. 2. On one of the Sabbaths. The end is this, that they may have their alms ready in time. He therefore exhorts them not to wait till he came, as anything that is done suddenly, and in a bustle, is not done well, but to contribute on the Sabbath what might seem good, and according as every one's ability might enable that is, on the day on which they held their sacred assemblies. The clause rendered, on one of the Sabbaths, kata mian sabbaton, Chrysostom explains to mean, the first Sabbath. In this I do not agree with him, for Paul means rather that they should contribute, one on one Sabbath and another on another, 
or even each of them every sabbath if they chose for he has an eye first of all to convenience and farther that the sacred assembly in which the communion of saints is celebrated might be an additional spur to them nor am i more inclined to admit the view taken by chrysostom that the term sabbath is employed here to mean the lord's day revelation one verse ten for the probability is that the apostles at the beginning retained the day that was already in use but that afterwards constrained by the superstition of the jews they set aside that day and substituted another now the lord's day was made choice of chiefly because our lord's resurrection put an end to the shadows of the law hence the day itself puts us in mind of our christian liberty we may however very readily infer from this passage that believers have always had a certain day of rest from labor not as if the worship of god consisted in idleness but because it is of importance to the common harmony that a certain day should be appointed for holding sacred assemblies as they cannot be held every day for as to paul's forbidding elsewhere galatians four verse ten that any distinction should be made between one day and another that must be understood to be with a view to religion and not with a view to polity or external order treasuring up i have preferred to retain the greek participle as it appeared to me to be more emphatic for although this resign means to lay up yet in my opinion he designed to admonish the corinthians that whatever they might contribute for the saints should be their best and safest treasure for if a heathen poet could say what riches you give away those alone you shall always have how much more ought that consideration to have influence among us who are not dependent on the gratitude of men but have god to look to who makes himself a debtor in the room of the poor man to restore to us one day with large interest whatever we give away proverbs nineteen verse seventeen hence this statement of paul corresponds with that saying of christ lay up for yourselves treasure in heaven where it will not be exposed either to thieves or to moths matthew six verse twenty according as he has prospered instead of this the old translation has rendered it what may seem good to him misled no doubt by the resemblance between the word made use of and another erasmus renders it what will be convenient neither the one nor the other pleased me for this reason that the proper signification of the word brings out a meaning that is much more suitable for it means to go on prosperously hence he calls every one to consider his ability let every one according as god hath blessed him lay out upon the poor from his increase three and when i come as we are cheerful in giving when we know for certain that what we give is well laid out he points out to the corinthians a method by which they may be assured of a good and faithful administration by selecting approved persons to whom they may entrust the matter nay more he offers his own services if desired which is an evidence that he has the matter at heart five when i shall pass through macedonia the common opinion is that this epistle was sent from philippi persons coming thence to corinth by land required to pass through macedonia for that colony is situated in the farthest extremity towards the imathian mountains 
Paul, it is true, might, instead of going by land, have gone thither by sea, but he was desirous to visit the Macedonian churches, that he might confirm them in passing. So much for the common opinion. To me, however, it appears more probable that the epistle was written at Ephesus, for he says a little afterwards that he will remain there until Pentecost, verse 8, and he salutes the Corinthians, not in the name of the Philippians, but of the Asiatics, verse 19. Besides, in the second epistle he explicitly states that, after he had sent away this epistle, he passed over into Macedonia, 2 Corinthians 2, verse 13. Now, after passing through Macedonia, he would be at a distance from Ephesus, and in the neighborhood of Achaia. Hence I have no doubt that he was at Ephesus at that time. Thence he could sail by a straight course to Achaia. For visiting Macedonia, a long circuit was needed, and a more disagreeable route. Accordingly, he lets them know that he will not come to them by a direct course, as he required to go through Macedonia. To the Corinthians, however, he promises something farther, that he would make a longer stay with them. By this, he shows his affection towards them. For what reason had he for delay, except that he was concerned as to their welfare? On the other hand, he lets them know how fully assured he is of their affection towards him in return, by taking it, as it were, for granted that he would be conducted forward by them in the way of kindness, for he says this from confidence in their friendship. After saying everything, however, he subjoins this limitation, if the Lord permit. With this reservation, saints ought to follow up all their plans and deliberations, for it is an instance of great rashness to undertake and determine many things for the future, while we have not even a moment in our power. The main thing needed is, that, in the inward affection of the mind, we submit to God and His providence, whatever we resolve upon, but at the same time it is becoming that we should accustom ourselves to such forms of expression, that whenever we have to do with what is future, we may make everything depend on the divine will. End of section 72